Alright guys, welcome to the first episode of Couch Coaches. I am your host, Jalen Johnson, a.k.a. Jay Boogie. We're going to start this thing off by talking about the biggest story right now, the coronavirus. We can't go anywhere. It's the perfect time to talk about it. First and foremost, I'll start off by saying I hope everybody is out there staying safe and washing their hands, keeping the social distancing, trying to be as smart about this as possible so we can get this out the way. But first off, let's talk, I want to say a quick prayer for Carl Anthony Towns' mom. She is in the hospital in a coma currently, battling from symptoms of the coronavirus. So definitely want Kat, you know, to make sure you guys send y'all support to him up in Minnesota. But right now, let's start off easy with the, uh, who's caught it so far? The big names, Rudy Gobert started off. And hit Donovan Mitchell. Traveled to Brooklyn. Caught KD. Caught a few players in Philly. I think two in Los Angeles playing for the Lakers. So it's it's been... I think Christian Woods actually too caught it up in Detroit. So it's been... It's been pretty pretty widespread. And then that just shows how quickly this does spread. Obviously, a lot of stuff that's... A, there are a lot of questions that need to get answered about this because right now it's a lot going on. Uh, let's start off with that's right now the biggest story I think right now is the players are having to pay back their salaries in the new collective bargaining agreement that they signed a few years ago now they have to pay back any money that they didn't play games actually, actually participate in games whether it's due to a natural disaster war or an epidemic or a pandemic. So that's a that's a downside, especially for those young rookies that are just coming into the league now, haven't really had a chance to make those high dollar contracts. So it's, it's smart to definitely save in this at this point. Um, a lot of things is finishing the season too. Um, I don't think they have a real plan on how, when they're going to finish the season if they finish it at all. But I think they have to at some point, seeing as there has to be a champion. Um, you got right now the Lakers and the Bucks, top two seeds. They're obviously both going to be battling for, in those probably those their both their conference finals at the end of the year to see who is going there. Um, you got teams like the Heat still making noise. Celtics can't be slept on. The Rockets are like they're pulling it together with the small ball lineup. I mean, and even the Clippers, the Clippers are coming around slowly. You know, they bounce a lot of injuries, still dealing with the load management, trying to find the balance between all of that. So hopefully that kind of resolves real soon. Um, another big thing right now is just finishing the season and do you shorten it and or do you just go jump straight into the playoffs from where you are? But if you do, is that fair to those teams that are maybe one or two games out of that eighth seed who had a chance to kind of change the balance of things and could have shifted all of this? And now they're not getting a fair shake at trying to push for the playoffs now because the season got cut short. So I think that's a big thing that they got to answer because I know whatever they do is probably going to make a lot of people upset either way. Um, one big question I think a lot of players are going to have, and 
the fans probably aren't thinking about it too much. But the safety of the players, when everything does get back, how do they handle that? Right now, you know, people can buy courtside seats. And, you know, when the guys are diving into the crowd for the ball, everybody's touching on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, good job, good job, good hustle. That's a big safety risk right now. It was already a risk before. Obviously, because of this COVID-19, it's obviously an even bigger risk now. So you're trying to figure out where you go from there. <clears throat> Me, personally, I'm thinking that you maybe have to block off the first maybe three or four rows of seats or maybe get rid of courtside seats. I understand that's a lot of money being lost, especially for those venues like with the Clippers, the Knicks, the Lakers, even with the Warriors down in, in, in that Chase Center now. <clears throat> you have to be able to protect these players, though, too. Especially if you're asking them to go out there and compete and do this for the fans, you guys have to be able to protect them from the fans as well. I um I I don't I don't know how to feel about the NBA trying to push that like trying to start the season back up. I don't think that it's a good idea. Because you're not going to sell tickets. And then you're not going to be able to sell. You can't sell the playoffs. People are going to want to come, but then you're putting everybody at risk again. Then the next thing you know, we're back at square one. Just like we were at with the Rudy Gobert situation. And now you're another two or three months out of the season. Next thing you know, it's October. That's when the end, that's when the next season gets ready to start. Now you can't even do that. So it's a lot of things that got to be thought about. And I think that Adam Silver is doing a great job as a commissioner right now, keeping everybody informed and acting accordingly. Like I love I loved the way he handled the Clippers, I mean the Utah and Oklahoma City situation where the minute they found out that Rudy tested positive, they were like, okay, shut all this down right now. That's how you have to attack things like this. You can't hesitate and wait. And just wait for answers because next thing you know, then it continues to spread. He did a great job. He knows that the NBA is probably one of the highest marketing marketing companies in the world. But he knows that the players' safety, as well as the staff and everybody else, those people come first. And speaking of the staff, shout out to a lot of these owners who and players who have stepped up and are donating money to these workers that they have in these arenas because they know they're not going to be able to get paid without actually showing up to work. Mark Cuban, I think, was the first one that he immediately, after he heard about the Utah situation, he immediately came out and said, hey, all my people are going to get played. I'm going to put a plan together for it. And then everybody else followed suit, people like Kevin Love, Trey Young down in Atlanta. Just a lot of these guys put a lot of thought into this and it was really a, a thought listing to be honest because they didn't even have to know they automatically knew hey these guys are making my job a lot easier everything is clean sanitized foods prepared all because of these people and it's not fair to them that they're not, they're not going to have a job throughout this situation so let me make let me do my part to make sure they're taken care of
Also, too, shout out to shout out to a lot of these players for being open and transparent about catching this disease. I understand that Rudy Gobert was kind of like the scapegoat and he kind of got beat up about it. But I do give him his credit for coming out and apologizing and for spreading awareness of this of this virus because a lot of people I feel like aren't taking it serious until it hits you in your own neighborhood. I know personally living in Georgia, it went from, oh, it's just in Washington, no big deal. Oh, it's just in California, it's just on the West Coast. Then, oh man, one person in Georgia got it. And now I think we're creeping up on about four or 500 cases here with a decent number of deaths too. So it's a, it's a scary situation that people don't take it serious enough until it, it slaps them in the face seemingly. Kind of getting away from the NBA, we started talking about a little NFL, started talking about Tom Brady. Tom Brady, of course, has now signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Creating a new monster in the NFC South. You've already got the Falcons and the Saints down there. And now you've just added the Buccaneers, who already have a great core offense. They were just looking for that one quarterback to put them over the top. And now that's nothing against Jameis because he still threw for 5,100 yards and 30 touchdowns. But, of course, the turnovers were very detrimental to what they were trying to do down in Tampa. I think it's a good move for Tom, a very safe move. You know you can get into the playoffs, compete for a championship, and you know that because your name holds so much power, it's going to attract so many more free agents to come see you play, to come play with you. So very smart move on their part. I was hoping that he signed with San Diego. I just thought that would be a lot better of a fit, but thinking on it now, you just had the Chiefs win the Super Bowl last year. The Raiders are on the up and up. The Broncos were kind of pulling it together at the end of the year. You don't want to be trying to compete with three teams in your division to get to the top. Now, they are adding another playoff spot to the playoffs this year, so that does help. But Tom Brady's used to playing two games and being in the Super Bowl. Now he's rather gonna now he doesn't want to have to play three or four possibly to try to get there. So I think that this is I think this is a really smart thing that he did for himself. And it, it, it should work out pretty well for him. Um right now too. Another big free agent that is we just got put on the market is Cam Newton. Panthers went and signed Teddy Bridgewater to a deal. He got his money, and according to Cam, they gave up on him. He seems more determined than ever. He passed his physical down in Atlanta, and now he's ready to play. Now the question is, where does he go? He was seen working with Tyra Taylor and Deshaun Watson a couple months, so oh, actually a couple of days ago. So they obviously maybe have something cooking. You know, Tyrod is been named the starting quarterback in San Diego. So maybe he, you know, convinces Cam to come there. 
I would like to see that too. I think Cam needs a good offense around him. You got you got Austin Eckler at running back, Hunter Henry at tight end, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams at receiver. You got a really good core offense, and they're all young. Because that's the one thing I will say that Cam was missing. His offense was never consistent. He either had one year he had Christian McCaffrey. He had one year we had Greg Olson. He had another year we had Steve Smith. It was never all in unison for him. <clears throat> I'm another base right now. They're still trying to figure out because of this virus, the NFL draft. A lot of players obviously are not going to show up. They don't want the players to try to show up. That's too many players that are trying to get moved. So it's looking like you might be the first draft that gets uh they get live streamed, honestly. And you might have to get your hat just from You might have to get your hat from I guess they're gonna send it to you. Cause right now it's just not looking like there's a good plan for that, especially being in Vegas. Vegas is a very high population city and you do not want you definitely don't want those kids down there getting sick and then spreading that to their team. So I'm 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 really interested actually to see how they're going to play that because right now I don't think that it's going to be that great. It might be just like the old school days where you don't have to see it at the bottom of the screen and just see who got drafted and listen for that little noise that ESPN puts on there. Um, another thing right now, the baseball season, because you can't forget about baseball. <coughs> baseball is another thing that is hugely affected because right now opening day was supposed to happen as of last Thursday. As of last Thursday, and now, of course, that is not happening. They are, they have a little more leeway because they play so many games. Playing 162 games, you can miss a couple months and still put together a fairly good season. So that, so they're, 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 they'll be okay, I think. They're probably the most ready for anything getting pushed back because they don't have to worry about too much of a delay because they can just pick up right where the season starts. Now, it does suck for those guys in spring training that we're trying to make rosters because now you can't get a full evaluation on those guys because, of course, everything was cut short. So it's not fair to those guys, but to those guys, just keep pushing, keep working, and you get another shot at it, trust me. Also, it may be a little fitting for the season to be delayed based off of what's been going on in Houston with the Astros. And right now, that is not... It's something that is not going to be swept under the rug. As you know, during spring training, a lot of Astros players took a lot of a lot of hit-by-pitches because of what was going on with that situation. And it looked like it was going to turn into something dangerous. For these other teams, like the MLB had already sent out a letter saying do not retaliate or do not act on being angry at the, at the 
Astros for that cheating scandal. If you guys didn't know, the cheating scandal right now is it's a couple of them out, a couple of theories out there. That one, the Astros were using wires and they had them taped to their undershirts, and they were miking in calls. They also had ones that they were stealing signs and banging on trash cans to signal to their teammates when wet pitches were being thrown. It's it, it sucks because I think every team does it. There's no there, there there's no denying that every team does it. Every team looks to try to find signs and ways to tip off their 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 teammates to pitches. It almost takes me back to that scene from Mister Three Thousand where he struck out. And he goes back into the dugout and he said, oh, I got him now. And everybody looks at him crazy. And he goes, and he starts talking about how when he goes to throw a certain pitch, he changes everything. And he went and shared that information with his teammates. Teammates looked at him crazy, but then they started to pick up on it too. So in that sense, I don't see it as bad, too bad. I do see it as bad as you got somebody in the crowd supposedly filming signs and then you're wiring you're wiring them down into the headpieces, headsets and microphones for the players to hear. And I think a lot of the comments made by the players and the the management of the Astros didn't make it any better. Because it just seemed like they were just not even pushing away from it, but they were more so just like, it's not a big deal, it's over with, let it go. And that infuriates a lot of people because they went to, I think, seven games with the Yankees that year. And that could have been a determining factor. Then they went back and... Went about seven games with the thing with six or seven with the Dodgers that year. So those two teams probably feel like they are cheated. We're cheated out of opportunities to win those championships, and I completely agree with them. Aaron Judge actually lost the MVP race that year to Jose Altuve. And I'm guessing that that was part of that deciding factor was them winning that championship and how Altuve performed in the playoffs. So just to know that you guys were cheating, you robbed me of a championship and an MVP, those guys are, of course, going to have some kind of vendetta against them. And it's nobody's fault but Houston's. <clears throat> now, the one thing I do think that I have a question about is them signing Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker is a an amazing manager. He's been an amazing manager throughout since I I can since probably before I can even remember. But I don't like the situation that they're putting him in right now. He, from what I've seen, is a very no nonsense coach. 
but you're putting him in a situation to almost look like the scapegoat to not have to answer a bunch of the questions about what those guys did a couple years ago, even though he wasn't there. And I know everybody say, well, oh, well, he wasn't there. It doesn't matter on his part, but it does because now that's his team now. They've been looking at him for the answers. And that's a lot of added pressure on a man who's just trying to coach a team back to championship form. Respectable championship form, I should say, actually. So, I don't like I don't like the situation they're putting him in. It's not it's not fair to him. So I need a lot. I hope the other media remembers that. Hey, he doesn't have anything to do with what they were doing two years ago. He was only there afterwards to manage this team, and that's what he's there to do. His focus is on the twenty twenty season. Now what happened in twenty eighteen? That's my little rundown this week, guys, and we'll definitely get back to talking more in depth about what's going on soon. Hopefully, we'll have some more answers as far as the sports world, especially what's going to go on with that. Uh, Stay updated, and make sure you guys listen to this video and share it with your friends.